Today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. Night drama in Washington. Uh, United States President Donald Trump uh, released a, well, his office released the transcript, as they call it, of a phone call between the Ukraine leader and, uh, and the president. And House Democrats now figure that that's enough to start what they call impeachment inquiries. As to where is this going to go? Well, actually, we may have a better determination of that today when the uh, alleged whistleblower complaint is actually being presented before the Congress as well. Joining us to talk about all this is uh, Elliot Tepper, Emeritus Professor of Political Science at uh, Carleton University. Elliot, thank you so much for the time. Glad you could join us today. Oh, good morning, Bill. What a day. It, well, what a week this has been. And, and, and yes. as you say, this is a very fluid story. This seems to be changing by the minute. Bef- before we get into what might be happening today, uh, let's talk a little bit about yesterday and, sure. and your impressions of it. Because it was, it, like you say, it just kept coming at us for just about every minute there's something new. Well, the uh, the big takeaway is that now there's a formal impeachment inquiry into the President of the United States. And the Speaker of the House has said uh, that he may have seriously violated the Constitution. That's a very strong um, statement and a very decisive, defining moment in our current political era. Until now, there's been... <laughs> A lot of uh, back and forth. Uh, if you like him, then you agree with everything he does. If you don't like him, you disagree with everything he does, etc. But uh, this now enters history. This is this is no longer he said, she said. Oh, isn't that terrible? Isn't it wonderful? Uh, there's a formal process underway, and today there's going to be material relating to it, and that material uh, is based on a whistleblower who said that uh, witnesses, have, witnesses in the White House fear that he, uh, Trump has abused his office for personal gain. And there's the crux of it. Were you surprised they released the, uh, it's, well, they're calling it a transcript. It's not really a transcript, but I mean, no. it is a, a pretty strong uh, characterization, I guess, of the phone call that he did make uh, with the, uh, the president of Ukraine. Uh, there's some damning information in here, Elliot, and that's not something usually Trump likes to see out in the public. No, and it, and... So the question is why, and uh, I think, you know, I, I'd like to argue on the one hand that Trump has had a really good day, and the release of this factors into it. Uh, the good day for Trump is that all of this uh, phone call and the pressure on Ukraine and so forth was done specifically to get Biden into the news and to smear him, and uh, we'll go into a lot of the detail, but uh, he may be impeached over that effort. Uh, he, he will be possibly impeached over the effort to get Biden's name smeared, but this uh, release does that. So it's a really good day for Trump in the sense that Biden, his chief opponent, in his own mind, at the time of that uh, phone call and other actions, and there's more than a phone call involved, uh, Biden is now in the news. Uh, the Republicans are, uh, many of them, and the surrogates are leading what could uh, legitimately be called, well, either an inquiry or a smear. And, uh, Bill, we should notice this is at a time when Biden was faltering now, later. Biden is now faltering in the polls, and Warren is up. So what Trump was trying to do was eliminate his strongest opponent in his mind uh, in the upcoming election. That's not only working, but Warren is surging in the polls, and she was the first one to call for the impeachment of the major contenders for the um, 
for the impeachment of the president. So uh, on the one hand, you can say this was a really good day. Everything he wanted has succeeded. His strongest potential opponent is, uh, is now uh, weakened and damaged, and somebody he thinks he can beat more easily is up. Also, Bill, uh, the Democrats have now done something that Trump may have welcomed. They're now on a dead-end path to an impeachment bill of particulars. That is, they, all the House can do is say, we found evidence we wish to send on to the Senate, whether it be something equivalent to a trial. There's no way at the minute they could win in the Senate. The Senate is controlled by the Republicans. It takes a two-thirds vote. Uh, so he's on his way to an election with a weaker candidate and having been cleared by the Senate of any wrongdoing. And he is mobilizing his base over this issue. Just in case you weren't thinking of coming out to vote, if you didn't want to uh, volunteer money in your time, boy, this really is a great mobilizer. So you could say all of this is good for Trump. But with his huge ego, which seems to dominate almost everything that he does, Elliot, uh, he's still probably going to get impeached. I mean, you know, even if it's only the House that does it, he's not going to get kicked out of office. That's just not going to happen, uh, as you say, because of what's going to happen in the Senate if it ever gets that far, and it probably will at some point. But, but is he willing to take that, that hit on his ego to actually say you're one of the few presidents in the history of this country that got impeached? Just to, but, but on the well, other hand, if, it's, if it does give him a clearer path to re-election, is, he worth, is, it, is that a price he's willing to pay? Well, and it comes back to the question you, you started with is uh, why would he release this now? Um, the other side of the argument is it was a really bad day for Trump because now there's a formal mechanism in place and very serious charges pending uh, from this whistleblower. But remember, the House uh, Judiciary Committee uh, under Nadler has been pursuing this for, for weeks and weeks. There's a lot of other stuff that's already underway. So a mechanism is now in place to pursue him. And uh, what has held all this up? why we have not had the impeachment until now, when somebody, somebody as serious as Nadler and other people have said, we got the goods on him, we want to go ahead, is that seven members of the vulnerable uh, new Democrats, that is the Democrats who flipped the House by taking the suburbs uh, in the 2018 election, they came out with an op-ed, and that seemed to be the trigger for where we are. They, these people who are serious people, they all have intelligence or military or security backgrounds have come out and said, you know, we are willing to risk our re-election because we think this is such a serious uh, offense against uh, the Constitution that we've sworn in all of our lives in various ways to uphold. That seems to be what's uh, triggered all this. And why did he release this now? Uh, it seems damning. And I think something that's not been brought up yet is... Uh, what we have is the possible impeachment going forward to the Senate based on a number of charges, but one of them is obstruction of justice. And we're just, just now getting more details on that, by mm -hmm. the way, uh, with this lockdown of records, and we can talk about it. But why would he release this now, given everything that, you know, it seems to corroborate, corroborate what people are saying. It's entirely possible that somebody is whispering in his ear very seriously, look, um, You'd better get this out because one thing they can actually convict you on, no matter what else is going on, is if you are obstructing justice. 
So you'd better get this thing out there and uh, deal with it politically, which you're very able to do, sir, and all your surrogates can do, sir, and the Republicans in the Senate will back you up, etc. But obstruction of justice is truly an, a convictable offense in the Senate. And and there's others, as you say, that are getting dragged into this, too. I mean, Bill Barr's name has been mentioned now, too, because yes. of some of the, the things that the Justice Department has done on this. But And that's one of the reasons I was surprised about this release of the document, uh, unredacted as it is, uh, because he seemed to have weathered the storm about the Mueller report, for all intents and purposes. I mean, there were still some people that, that like Nadler and others, that thought, okay, we can still move on impeachment. But I I don't think it had a whole lot of push behind it. But this, this situation with Ukraine now has just put wing beneath the wings of, of Nadler and, and Pelosi and everybody else. And it's almost like, a, forget about the Mueller report now, we're just going to concentrate on this. Yes, this is also a political argument, because uh, actually... One of the key things out of the Mueller report was, if we could have cleared the president, we would have, but we couldn't clear him. So, okay, Congress, go do your thing, was the subtext of all that. But politically, this has been well managed by the White House and by William Barr in particular, whose name is now caught up in, in this current situation. So the Democrats are saying, okay, we're not looking back. We're looking forward. This is today. This is tomorrow. This wasn't yesterday. So stop trying to anchor us. <laughs> and, and hinder us by saying we just want to go and, and uh, re- redo the last election that we lost. So I think that uh, that's a, a very important point you just made. There's a two-headed monster here. There's obviously uh, this idea about obstruction of justice, but what the, the Republicans are not and talking about here, I've heard Lindsey Graham and McConnell and all these other people have spoken oh, yes. up about this. And that, yeah, you're right. They're talking about the Biden thing. They seem oblivious to the fact that this guy actually withheld money that Congress had already allocated for Ukraine. I mean, that's they. I'm told that in itself is an impeachable offense. In other words, you know, he, he you do this for me, you'll get your money. Yes, uh, the Republicans uh, have rallied around the president. They are sticking with him. When you hear somebody like Lindsey Graham talk the way he did then that shows, remember, he's head of the Judiciary Committee, <laughs> and he's been a maverick in the past. I mean, he, he was a close friend of, of um, John McCain. And yeah. so, so he's entirely possible to be one of those guys who will turn on a dime and say, look, we have to uphold the Constitution, even though I love you, Mr. President. He didn't do that. He hasn't done that yet. So what this shows is that Republicans are doing just as you suggested they are they're joining in in the smearing of biden and trying to say don't look over here uh where there might be actual impeachable offenses you know you're giving aid and comfort to the enemy uh something that again has not been talked enough about is the russian connection to all this and the implications but um no uh congress in fact had passed uh, a bill saying hey let's get this stuff over this uh, uh equipment over to the ukraine who is our ally, our democratic ally, being attacked by uh, the evil empire, being attacked by Russia. And uh, Donald, what we have now, and this is what is the substance of almost all the conversation, is a clear pattern of trying to basically, uh, uh, it's being put now this way, in a simple way, shake down a foreign leader uh, for your own personal uh, ends, uh, inviting yet another interference. Remember, this was done one day after Mueller testified, this phone call. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and, you know, okay, I got away with uh, inviting the Russians in, but now I'm going to, invite the, I'm going to force the Ukrainians, uh, the Ukraine government, to assist me in my re-election campaign. And that's what 
that's what uh, the, the essence of the charges now being uh, laid out as a possible impeachment. They're surrounding all of that issue. In, I'm old enough to remember Watergate. I was just getting into the business uh, when that was going on, and I watched it, of course, with great interest as, as the world did. did. Uh, the turnabout in that particular instance, of course, was, was the tapes, the, the, the Nixon tapes, uh, yes. that really turned even the Republicans that were defending Nixon up to that point said, okay, look, we can't do this anymore. Is this Ukraine situation strong enough to turn Republicans uh, in that direction as, it, as the tapes did with Watergate? Uh, well, this was my, my point earlier, that whereas on the one hand this could be considered really, you know, ultimately a good day for, for Trump, leading to his re-election, on the other hand, the machinery is in place and well underway, so if something really breaks, equivalent to the tapes, uh, it could go into high gear uh, to the point where even the Republicans will say, look, we, we, there's no way we can we can stay with you anymore. And also keep in mind that uh, they would, many of the Republicans would dump Trump in a hot minute if they thought they could get away with it. But his command over the Republican Party uh, is so, that, that is, the, the voting public of the Republicans is so complete that the Republicans in the elected branches of government are basically held hostage to it. I don't think they like a lot of this uh, deficit stuff, and they don't like a lot of what he does. They certainly, in many cases, don't like the way he does it. But they are absolutely going to stick with him to the very end because he controls their re-election, their fate. And, and this is something, again, I think worth emphasizing. The Republicans are, are laser-focused on holding power. Power. Whereas a lot of the Democrats are very laser-focused on principle. So, oh, we can't have this. The issue we are talking about today, a phone call from the president to... Uh, to the president of another country over there to talk about Biden. The general public is, is not touched by this. This is not an issue that is material to the well-being of the general public, and the polls have shown that the general public has been opposed to impeachment anyway, uh, so that the Democratic base, of course, was in favor. But uh, this is not a live-wire issue involving corruption that affects the fate of individuals in the countryside. So the Democrats have chosen this hill to make their stand, but it's not a hill that has any resonance politically much with the general population because they're still worried about health care. And, you know, can my kids go to college? And can I get, can I get my, my medicines when I need them? And so the, bre- the bread and butter issues that could really uh, be affected by a different issue, are not part of this issue. Uh, we're going to have to leave it there. We're just about out of time. But, I mean, this is another pivotal day, too, with McGuire testifying right now as you and I yes. speak. And maybe, yes. maybe more information about that whistleblower, too. Elliot, we'll stay in touch. Thanks so much for this today. Okay, Bill. Great talking with you again. Elliot Tepper, of course, uh, uh, Professor Emeritus from Carleton University. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.